0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski.
1: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Blessed Advent, happy Advent to all of you out there. Uh, and I'm joined here with Tom Dorian. Yes, sir. How are you doing, Tom? Fantastic. Are you really? I really. Are know. you Are you preparing for Christmas? I am.
0: We are. The whole family is.
1: Yeah, that's always fun. It is the preparations, you know. So the Advent season, we we really enjoy Advent. Yeah, we like building up and sort of stepping into Christmas step by step. I agree, and it makes it much more fun. Yeah, because otherwise it gets old by Christmas. It's like another Let's just Christmas get it Carol. Over with.
0: Really, seriously.
1: Yeah. You know, and that's the rea- that's like what the reality a lot of folks are in.
0: Now, we i doing we're doing different carols each day. Different oh. different genres of carols each wow,
1: day. Wow, genres of you like carols. That? Yeah, it's that's kind of nice. Word. That's
0: a 25 cent word.
1: That is, and that's exciting that You're you welcome. guys do that. You're welcome. So, uh, here's what we're going to talk about today. Yes, sir? Um, you know, speaking of Christmas carols, mm-hmm. there are many carols that we that we hear and we hear words in them that we don't always I don't know, we don't just say in everyday English. Mhm. Right? And and it's like uh, there's one of them, you know, the "O Come, All Ye Faithful" carol. Yeah. Right. O Come, All Ye Faithful. Sing it with me. Uh, but there's a there's a, there's in there there's one like I felt like I was all alone there for a second. <laughs> you were. <laughs> yeah, I Trust think me. So people turned their radio dials right then. Uh, but they're in there. There's like, um, come and behold him, born the King of Angels. Mm-hmm. So the so like behold him, yeah. and I'm, I was thinking about that. That word, behold, okay and I thought, like, well, what's what is that word? All right, right, because if you if you look it up online, you know that's the 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 brains of the universe are yeah. online, yeah. And you you Google or whatever, you look for the definition of behold.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's pretty, you know. You see, uh, well, see, observe, view, look at, watch, survey, witness, gaze upon, gaze at, regard, inspect, eye, catch sight of, glimpse, spot. Spy notice take a gander at get a load of take <laughs> These a gander
0: at <laughs> that's great
1: so this is this is what it means to behold right this is what the world <laughs> sees as behold but it's like I don't know maybe there's something more profound and deep about this it just seems it's not the same as come and look at him come and take a
0: gander at him
1: <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't seem seem like that's really what's going on there right. there's there's something deeper and more profound and so. If you, also, what's cool is you can look at the etymology of words, right? Yeah. Online, you look at the dictionary, and it'll show you, like, where does this come from? Right. And the word behold comes from the Middle English and Old English. Okay. I don't know the difference between Middle English and Old English. It's all old to me. But it's like, the, it comes from the word beheldent or something. I can't even <laughs> pronounce it. But it's like, like it's just beholden or it came from that and right. it comes from the, the, the grouping of these two words of of be which uh, essentially means um uh thoroughly okay right and then of course holden which means hold to hold right yeah. so you are thoroughly, thoroughly holding. holding so when you behold it's it's more than just Glancing at, and that's why I think it's interesting that our modern-day definition is to to glance, to gander, to take a peek at. You know, right. it's like that's a whole get a load of. Yeah, it's like that's <laughs> not the, that's not what I think is going on here when we when we translate uh, that word. Behold, right, right. That there's something more profound and deep. And so I started looking. Then I started looking biblically.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, where, do, where does that word come from? And to my amazement, when I when I looked at a um, revised standard version uh, concordance which is a book that lists like each individual word that's in scripture and how many times and where it shows up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a neat reference tool. So I looked up behold. Mm-hmm. And if you add behold and beholding beholds and beheld so that's all versions of that word. Right. It occurs in the in in the RSV it mm-hmm. occurs 1060 times. <laughs> that's old and new testament. Seriously. Seriously. So nah, now and, but there's also words I'm like. Check that one. But there's you can you should. Uh, but there's also words like look and 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 see and things like that and view and gaze upon or whatever. And these words are translated from different words. It's not the same word. Okay. So those are there's, those are also in the Bible, but a thousand and sixty times. Behold. Behold shows a derivative up. Derivative of it. Yeah, shows up in the Bible, and so I was kind of like looking to see what that what that is, and, and it helped me to understand. And we're going to go through um, several of these scriptures so we can kind of get a sense of what the Bible's saying when we, when we behold. Okay, Right? But, but I guess I also want to say is like, what I look at from scripture and realize is that when, when we're talking about beholding, it's, it's something like to, to thoroughly hold something mm-hmm. is to keep it. Right. Right? To, to retain it. Right, to to internalize it. It's to to spend time with it, to ponder it, to think upon it, and then allow it to change you. And I I was thinking in my own life, are there examples of when I beheld? And I and I Great have idea. one that I bet a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's talk about guys mm-hmm. particularly because mm-hmm. we're guys, right? Yes, I think right. I Most think so. of us here, the majority of us here Pretty in sure. our yeah. <laughs> luxurious corner booth, are are men. And and the reality is, we're both married. And I just still remember when the doors open and the music changes at my wedding and then my bride to be comes down the aisle towards me and I'm standing down there some, you know, just like I'm staring like, Oh my goodness. You know? (laughs) And there's like this, this sense of beholding, beholding her beauty, beholding uh, just her virtue and just um, what this sacrament is. Uh, It all comes crashing down at that moment. And I still remember that moment. still remember when those doors slung open and there's, my wife to be Bess yeah. and there is her father walking her down the aisle and I, and, I, and I beheld her yeah right and, yep. and and that's beautiful and then I, and then also a lot of people don't realize and I tell them this and they're like kind of amazed but we had a certified nurse midwife we we gave all of our kids were were born in the hospital but with a certified nurse midwife and they have different rules mm-hmm and so they allowed the me to catch the baby. Mm-hmm. So all nine of my kids, I was like the first human being, besides my wife, mm-hmm. to touch my child. Right. And so when you have this little gushy, <laughs> warm, little bundle of joy that just slides into your hands and you're holding that baby, I mean, I beheld them. I mean, I just I looked at them and thought this was just an, an immensely, I don't know, profound and beautiful moment. hmm in my life, and so it's different than like, hey, look, it's a baby, right? You you behold that child, right? And and, and so as I think about it, I I think well, where do we get that? Mm-hmm. How do we get that sense? And I think it really comes from that biblical kind of beholding, mm-hmm. because every time "behold" is used in scripture, something something big. It's like you need to take note of this. Mm-hmm. This is going to change your life. Yeah, I mean, and you know, the very first time that "behold" is used in the Old Testament, is back in Genesis, at the very beginning, in the first chapter of Genesis, during the creation story. Mm -hmm. And it's after he, God has created, he's on the sixth day, and at the end of the sixth day, right, he's saying to man who he's created and he says, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree with its seed with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps in the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. Right? And then also right after that in verse 30, 31, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Hmm. See, so he wasn't just to say, "Yeah, it was good," right. or he didn't say, "And look, it was good," right. or glance at it was it, behold mm-hmm. to realize something of great, of just great importance has taken place. Mm-hmm. Something that is just it's altering the existence of the world. In fact, it's the creation of the world, right? Right. So that is worthy of a behold. Okay. You can stick a behold in there because that's that's pretty important. <laughs> and then and then, like if we if we fast forward to the Book of Exodus you know, this is interesting, too, because it ties in with some other stuff we're going to talk about. But as the Israelites were grumbling and they're, you know, wandering through the desert, God takes care of them.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Right. And then the Lord said to Moses, this is Exodus chapter 16, verse four. Then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day. And so there's this panis angelicus, this bread that comes down from heaven, God providing for his people. But that's a behold. Mm-hmm. Behold, I will do this. Not just like, look, stop your whining. I'm going to give you bread. Right. It's not like he said, "Hey, there's a Taco Bell over there, Mm-mm. right? Y'all, y'all go over there and have a, a bean burrito." Right. <laughs> it, he didn't. He said, "Behold." Mm-hmm. When he said that, it's like, "I will rain bread from heaven for you." Ooh, that's kind of nice. That is nice. That's worth a behold, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, another behold is uh, uh, in Isaiah and the prophecy. Um, of Jesus born of Mary therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel behold Mm -hmm. that's something we pay attention to and obviously uh, Jesus in, in, in Isaiah's prophecy of the suffering servant he also speaks of just Jesus lifted high on the cross this is an important thing in the world so in the 52nd chapter of Isaiah he says behold my servant shall prosper he shall be exalted and lifted up and shall be very high. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's partially looking at what Jesus is getting ready to do on the cross. And that's a, and that's a behold, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're thinking big things now. We're thinking salvation of the world because in the 65th chapter of Isaiah 17 and 18, it says, for behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. I mean, this is the salvation of the world accomplished by Jesus. Behold, I create new heavens and new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create for. Behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing, and her people a joy wow mm-hmm. okay again that 's the word behold, and this is like this is it 's more than just like hey, look, this is what i 'm going to do it just it just puts a, a new um, i don't know a way of looking at this that it 's like this is profound, and this is this is serious. You need to take note. Absolutely. Note. And so there's more to behold. In fact, what I really want to do is spend some time uh, in, the, uh, in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're going to do. But we're going to do that right after we take a break. Right? Okay. We've we got, we got a lot of stuff to cover here. Uh, but before we take that break, I want to remind folks we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. I would love you to behold the new website. Mm-hmm. And uh, take a look at it. It will change your life. It will. Yeah, it will. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the Lord did not say, behold, Hopefully a new website. Yeah. It will be a good thing. Change it for so. the better. Yes, you're exactly right. And uh, I also would love to hear from you. Send me an email, Deacon Jeff at the Catholic com. And with that, we'll be right back.
3: I'm Bester Zemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Have you ever felt the tug to leave everything behind and become a missionary to a distant land? One man named St. Francis Xavier did just that. He gave his life over and followed the call to bring Christ's love to those who had never experienced it before. Francis Xavier was born into a wealthy and educated family in Spain. The promise of worldly success was laid before him. But he felt that tug to leave the comfort of his home to fulfill the gospel's call to go and make disciples of all nations. While studying at the University of Paris, Francis met St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Society of Jesus, and the two decided that Francis should be ordained a priest in the order. After many years of prayer and work in Europe, Francis was sent to the East Indies to bring the good news to those who had never known Christ. Francis traveled halfway across the globe to Goa, India, where he began to lay the foundation for the church's mission there. For the first few months, he ministered to the poor and the sick in the local hospitals. He later started instructional schools where the street children heard the teachings of the Catholic faith. From India, Francis traveled to Japan, where he again preached the gospel and baptized thousands of souls. Pope Benedict XVI said of St. Francis Xavier and St. Ignatius, A unique desire, a unique passion it could be said, moved and sustained them through different human events. The passion to give to God a glory always greater and to work for the
4: proclamation of the gospel of Christ to the peoples who had been ignored. In the short span of 10 years, Francis Xavier brought thousands into the arms of the church Through his simple ways and zeal for the gospel, he was able to spread the message of Christ's love to a part of the world barely aware of the Savior's promises. St. Francis Xavier once wrote, Many, many people hereabouts are not becoming Christians for one reason only. There is nobody there to make them Christians. His words apply to our own times as well. We may not be able to travel to distant lands, but we can all share in St. Francis' missionary spirit by spreading the truth of Christ in our families, on our college campuses, and in our communities. St. Francis Xavier's Feast Day is celebrated by the church on December 3rd. I'm Bess and this has been another great moment in church history.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff.
1: And here is Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, still sitting here with Tom Dorian. I'm here. I'm beholding Tom Dorian sitting awesome. in front of me. Thank you. Behold, we shall begin again. What? So we're talking about behold and that word behold and and how it's always seems to signify something big and 1,060 important. 1060 times. 1060 times in That's, the revised that standard seems version. Crazy. It does seem crazy, but it should tell you that, like, pay attention. I guess a lot of important things happen in the Bible. But it's just interesting how many of these things, and so there's going to be a theme here as we get into the New Testament, which I love. So in the Old Testament, we talked about, you know, Isaiah, uh, behold, this will happen, behold, that will happen about Jesus, uh, certainly in, in terms of creation. And I love the one that's, you know, uh, behold, I will rain bread from heaven upon you, and we're going to start to see this sort of Eucharistic theme continued mm-hmm. as we go forward, especially in the New Testament. But, you know, in the time of Advent, we see this Christmas story unfold before us. The beginnings, we see the the annunciation of the angel Gabriel to Mary. We see Mary going and visit, uh, visiting Elizabeth. We see John the Baptist come on the scene. We see all these things happen. And then, of course, we have the the birth story, the, the Christmas story, mm-hmm. uh, presented to us. So during Advent and into Christmas, we, we see this story played out before us in the scriptures. But also, certainly, uh, Tom, we talked about our Christmas movies that we like, and we right. talked about some of those old animated ones. I don't know if we mentioned like the little drummer boy, the Rankin Bass ones, with all the little people in there, that were, like little clay figures or Love whatever. Uh, and so these, we see these stories all the time, but sometimes we don't always stop and think how profound they are. And how it's interesting to me, that if you look in the New Testament, you find that that this, this behold word, mm-hmm. this, hey, you need to thoroughly hold on to this, right? right? You need to take note of this and allow this to sink in. Pay special attention. Because all of the players in the Christmas story have beholds attached to them.
0: There you go. I just
1: thought that was kind of cool because it is. you know if you look at Luke chapter uh, 1, verse 31, this is what the angel Gabriel says to Mary, and behold... You will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Certainly, Gabriel is quoting from Isaiah. Mm-hmm. We read the Isaiah prophecy about Jesus's birth, being born of this woman, but being uh, born of the virgin, conceived in in the womb, and, and born um, you know, the Holy Spirit would come upon Mary. This is beautiful. So, and behold, mm-hmm. right, is is how the angel Gabriel addresses Mary. And then what's so neat is Mary gives it right back to Gabriel. She says, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. Hey, you take note. I, I, you right. let this sink in, angel Gabriel, <laughs> yeah. she says, in all humility. Yeah. But it just signifies the importance and say what I'm getting ready to say Behold this is important this is yeah. something that is not ordinary mm-hmm. it's out of the ordinary but it's profound and it's life-changing and world-changing and so then when Mary goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth and the John the Baptist you know obviously he's in the Christmas story mm-hmm. he he leaps in uh, Elizabeth's womb. Anaphaneo. Right, exactly. We have a show on Anaphaneo. Look that one up. That's a neat one. Yeah. But in uh, chapter 1 of Luke, verse 44, For behold, when the voice of your greeting, meaning Mary's greeting, came to my ears, the babe in my womb, John the Baptist, leapt for joy. Mm-hmm. Right, how beautiful that is. But behold. I was like, all that beholding going on. It'll behold this. <laughs> behold that. It's nonstop beholding. It tells you how important. Do you remember when Joseph with, was, he, was, he was planning to divorce Mary? Right, And so uh, in the Gospel of Matthew, in the first chapter of verse 20, it says, But as he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So he starts that by saying, you know, Sir, sure, J- Joseph, you, you need all this stuff, whatever. But Scripture says, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared. And that, that happens almost all the time. The angel of the Lord appeared. He doesn't just show up. You have to behold him.
0: You, have you, to, you would think of an angels there, they, they wouldn't necessarily need to use the word behold. Oh, but, but they do. This but is it, really, really serious. You no, exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. Don't, don't fall asleep on this one. That's right. right. And then, so the angel's not done, or an angel of the Lord goes to the shepherds in the field. We know about the shepherds, right, who That's are right. watching their flock by night, as the Christmas carols tell us. Yep. Luke chapter 2, verse 10, And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And even the three wise men are not left out Mm -mm. of the Christmas story, right? Certainly the beholding takes place here in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold. Behold. Yes, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. And, of course, wise men still seek him. It's important to note. That's right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, look. Yeah. This beholding and part of the Christmas story. I mean, we're, we're awakened to it. We we're it's we're reminded of it all through, all through Christmas, all through Advent, in preparation for the re- receiving our our King. Certainly on Christmas Day, but then also receiving him at the end of all time at judgment. We need to behold this this great event and this reality in our lives. But that there's more beholding that happens in the Bible. Certainly, if it's thousand and sixty times. There's so much beholding going on. Yes. There's so many important events. And even Jesus, some of these really key events in his life uh, that take place in the New Testament that are just beautiful where um, we hear the behold
2: mm-hmm.
1: taking place. So at the baptism of Jesus, mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, and when Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and alighting on him, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, "This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased." Behold, you better behold. So that one. at the at the baptism of our Lord, yes, something big happened. Mm-hmm. We need to behold that. That's right. We need to take that in. Right, hold on to it. And certainly, another big important time was at the Transfiguration. They're all up there on the mountain, right? Luke chapter nine verse thirty. And behold, two men walked with him, walked with Jesus, Moses and Elijah right who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure which he was to accomplish at Jerusalem and we see Moses and Elijah representing the law and the prophets right and Jesus is walking or standing with them talking with them and so that's like that's a behold like behold in the transfiguration behold the glory of the lord the divinity of the lord it's like okay we need to look at this right it's not like behold uh, you know the television 's on let 's watch t v it 's not that it 's such no. more profound. do you have ho- behold moments in your lifetime i do what 's one i 'm putting on the spot
0: uh well, you know the two that you mentioned the birth of my children and also i the think that 's universal
1: day. I just yeah. really think that 's universal and it 's like if you think about those in the context of what 's happening in these scriptural events, you realize how important because those are important they shaped your life oh yeah. Right? They affect your life. They changed your life forever. That's exactly right. And so these moments in Scripture, they should change our lives forever. That's right. And if we're if we're not seeing them that way, we're not beholding. Curcio. When we when went oh, yeah. to Curcio, that would that, be a beholding that, moment. That, uh, that, uh, that third day. Or all the sacraments for the first time. Yeah, that. I don't remember those as well, like as a kid. I remember oh, going man, back to confession after years. I got a great story about that. That's a behold moment. That's a behold moment. Yeah, so there's a lot of those. Yeah. So there's other ones in the scriptures. This is a neat one. Jesus is on the cross, Mm -hmm. right? He's on the cross, and he looks down, and who does he see? But he sees his mother. Right. And he sees John. So John chapter 19, verse 26, he says, woman, behold your son. He says that to Mary. So he gives Mary to John, and to John he says, behold your mother.
0: That is arguably the biggest beholds in the whole
1: thing. You think so?
0: Yeah, think about it. Well, we all have a mother. He's looking at his mother, and he's looking at at, at a friend. Yeah. And he's telling them both to behold each other. Wow, that's huge.
1: Yeah. That is true. Again, I guarantee it changed each of their lives in a profound way. Yeah. In the same way it would change us if we experienced that or recognized just what was taking place. Now, certainly, Jesus on the cross meant he was dying, right? Mm -hmm. And so at his death... This is something like Matthew chapter 27, verse 51. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. I mean, his death was a big, big moment in time. Mm-hmm. Certainly his entering time, right, in the incarnation, being born uh, in and in, laid in a manger, mm-hmm. right, so many years ago. But then, And then his death. Right, became this this profound moment when everything on the earth changed, and certainly at his resurrection, Matthew chapter twenty-eight verse two, and behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel, of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat upon it. Big, big profound. It's a big behold a right, big there. right there. That's a. It that was a big rock. I I'm might want to sure. take back what I said earlier. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I just I think it's neat to see all that stuff, and I and I certainly mentioned like the Christmas carols, and we you know. Come and behold him. And we we sing that and we're, we're ringing Christmas bells. We're walking around doing the Christmas caroling. We're listening to them as we're driving in the car. I don't know that we stop and behold. We don't. And stop and think that's. You know we don't. Yeah, because you know, that's really what Advent's about. Yeah. Right? Ad, Advent really is this time uh, where we're waiting, we're longing, we're anticipating, right? We're We're, we're, we're anticipating beholding him.
0: Thoroughly holding
1: him. Right, right. But, you know, here's what's interesting. We don't have to wait till Christmas. In fact, we can do this anytime we go to Mass, because one of my favorite beholds is using the words of John the Baptist that happens at Mass after the consecration when the priest holds up the Eucharist to us and says, Behold. He says, yeah, behold the the Lamb Lamb of of God. God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the Supper of the Lamb. Are we just supposed to look and to see and to glimpse and take a gander at? No. We're to take and hold the Eucharist—that's right. our Lord and Savior. We're to take Him in, mm-hmm. right? So I, I hope that you behold Jesus. I I hold, hope you take Him in. You hold Him. You you allow Him to transform your life, and then be like John the Baptist and show Jesus to others. To ask others to behold Him. Amen. And that's our opportunity this Advent and really every day of our life. Yeah. So I hope you all have a blessed and a happy and a holy Advent. And my prayer is that you truly behold our Lord. And so now. The first to behold her son, Mary. Perfect. May she she intercede for us as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff